Hello and welcome to the Tea Room Talks podcast. I hope you're well and thanks for joining us again for another week. So I'm pleased this week to be going back into construction and almost looking at the new generation that's coming through with construction and looking at apprenticeships. Um, Having served my time as an apprentice, it's been really good to meet uh, another fellow person in the industry and almost see what times are like now and uh, yeah almost get uh, their point of view as it were to how it can feel and the pressures again what come with the industry Um, so we're going to be joined by Oliver who actually got in touch and wanted to feature on the podcast and I met him in person at the Screwfix Trade Apprentice Awards this year so he's really doing well for himself which is so good to see and uh, we talk about many topics here we're looking at the impact that grief has had on him obviously mental health what it's like working in the construction industry sometimes how that can be a good thing you know working with your hands and being occupied can often make you feel a bit more productive we also look into the NHS and and how you can use and utilize the free counseling services that are available so it was really good to talk to someone who had used that service and actually it had benefited him so let's listen to the chat that I had with him so I'm joined with Oliver Greenwood, Roofing Apprentice and Screwfix Trade Apprentice 2023 finalist. Oliver, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me on. So as you know, the podcast is a mental health podcast and you know, with both of our backgrounds now being in construction, please tell us about your mental health. So um, I struggled quite a bit going through school. Um, I always felt like I didn't fit in. Um, I felt like something wasn't quite right and I always used to get a bit upset but I just thought oh it's just had a bad day Um, and then as I've got older um, I've kind of realised more about like there's a lot more awareness about mental health and I found that it has I had I have got mental health and it's one of those I'm not ashamed of it Um, I'd, I'd much rather be open and honest because I'd rather, I don't want to be upset every day. I don't want to be down and I want to go out and get help. But at the same time, I've been through that and I want people to understand that they can go out there, they can go and get help. They can talk to someone. There's there's people out there that are willing to talk and stuff like that. Yeah, it's hard at first because you always want to talk to people about all those good things in life. You never want to talk to someone about all those bad times in life. But for me, um, I've never had anything diagnosed as such, but I've never been quite right. Um, so my the tipping point for me was in August of last year. My uh, my grandpa passed away uh, and it, it really tipped me over the edge. Um, I was I was struggling. I had no drive. I had no energy to do anything. I um and it was my girlfriend at the time who said this is affecting a lot. It's even affecting the relationship. You need to go and get help. So at that point I went and the it was one of those for me. I was ill. So the first place I went to was the NHS um, and luckily uh, I'd 
after all the application and everything, uh, I eventually went to counselling with um, a company called uh, Mind, and they were great. Like, I'd go once a week, I'd go and sit down, talk, uh, and just kind of just get everything off my chest. It was great because I always struggled talking with people that I know, like talking to parents, girlfriend, um, fam other family members, even friends. Like you say all this stuff, uh, and this, and you know that while you're talking, it might sort things out. But a week later, when you go and speak to them, they know that you're not feeling right. So going to a counsellor like going and just letting go of all this uh all this stuff inside my mind and just getting it all out was it helped so much and just talking to someone um and they were great uh but unfortunately my only issue was was you only get six sessions to start off with um and then from there uh you can have a possible extension of two extra ones but then um after that you have to either uh, pay for them uh, which i think they're about 35 pound a session or you you can um self-refer yourself again which can take up to 12 to 18 weeks uh, which is a long time like 12 to 18 weeks of not because i kind of got into this routine of every saturday I'd go to go to this place. I'd go and talk, and I'd get everything off my chest. And they said, "Oh well, there's there's extra things you can do, like there's there's team sessions and stuff." And I was like, "It's personal, and you don't really fancy going around." Well, personally, I didn't fancy going around talking to a group of people and just saying, "Hi, I'm Oliver," and this is the problems I've had for the week. Like that one-to-one -one session was great. Like I could talk and I could get so much off my chest and it helped massively. But then ever since it stopped, um, it went, my mental health went downhill again. And the week of my last um, counseling session, I had, I had a breakup in my relationship so me and her had been together for uh, almost two and a half years and it was a massive shock I struggled a lot uh, and the day it happened um, I got up I went to work and I was fine I, I wasn't fine but I was getting on with it because for me going to work helps so much staying active constantly doing something helps but that day um i actually uh i just completely broke down um i i was halfway up the ladder and i don't know what it was but something just clicked inside my head and i just burst out into tears and thankfully the guy that i was working with was is is great like he completely understands that sometimes we need a day off. Um, a similar situation happened the day my grandpa died. 
And his reaction on that day was exactly the same. It was, mate, go home. I don't care what's going on. I don't, if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to tell me. You're obviously not in the right headspace. Just go home, get some rest, relax, and just chill out. Come back tomorrow, see how you feel. If you're not feeling up to it tomorrow, then that's fine. Just let me know. And that's what I did. I went home. I had a shower. At that point, I didn't want to just sit there and do nothing. So I I phoned my friend and, right, meet me at this coffee shop in an hour. I went and met him and we just had a chat over a coffee. And, and it's one of those that I know people in the past personal experience I've not wanted to go out there and just tell the world all these problems but I've looking back on it now it helps so much because my experience is I, I used to bottle up all my emotions and the best analogy of it is it's like a champagne bottle you just put all this stuff into this bottle and then the pressure builds up and the pressure. And then one day something happens and it might be something so minute and that cork on that ball just pops and every single issue that's happened in the past two, three months just comes out. Whereas now, now that I know that to talk, like I can have a problem, I can talk about it and then it's gone. And then if if I have a really bad day and I have a breakdown, all I'm all I'm dealing with is that that thing from the day. And it's so much easier to figure out everything from that day that the situation gets sorted straight away rather than having a breakdown that lasts two, three days. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And you know, thank you there for, you know, being honest and being open in regards to your own background there and you know, you remind me so much of my previous self when I was first going through these difficulties because much like yourself, I was so used to bottling things up, so used to letting them come to a head and I'd have episodes where the cracks would appear and things would happen, uh, you know, whether it be in the form of um, almost like an anxiety episode or a panic attack or, you know, these manifestations that would happen, it would leak out from me that I'd find that the reality is is setting in and certainly with yourself it's not easy with the situations you're dealt with and bereavement is very very common and naturally um with the ages um when you go through life one of the first um sort of you know experience that you have with grief are grandparents and i think it's a is a hard life lesson to learn whether that's um what life can be like after they pass away or the the process of someone getting ill and um obviously going down that pathway and it's it's really you know uh, an awful situation to go down there and you know from your experience you know counseling I also know a lot of people where they've been on these waiting lists for the NHS and sometimes just can't get anywhere and you know it's it's good that you've you've almost shown that it does work however you know sometimes for some people it's uh, it's almost a loophole that 
the support is still slightly lacking for some people that it's just not there and um, it's a gap that almost needs to be bridged um, going into your counselling sessions that you've had what benefits would you say that you felt from the first few sessions that you you'd noticed within yourself what did you feel was changing within yourself I mean the first session was very weird because um, I didn't really know it sounds strange, but I just didn't really know what to do. Like, you go in there with a complete random stranger and all all they're there to do is to listen to your problems. Like, it's a very common misconception that I had, uh, and I know a few people have had. The weird thing is the counsellor doesn't really talk. They're not there to give solutions. They're not get there to give you answers. They just listen. And they may chime in every now and then, but it's not to tell you anything. All it is is to make you think a different way about things. And that first counselling session for me was very strange because I just felt like I walked into a room, had a rant to someone that I'd never met in my life for 45 minutes and then just walked out. But then over over the next few weeks I kind of I was able to go down different routes and be more open um that first the first time I did it I didn't I felt like I wasn't really telling the truth I was holding a few things back yeah but after that I kind of built almost like a rapport with the counsellor and I felt so much more comfortable uh speaking and then eventually i could just uh, i could just let things out That's and the right. great thing was when i went into the session they had this uh this sheet of paper and it was like um a set of about five or six questions and it was like um how have you been feeling uh like what do you think about the future um have you been feeling useful stuff like this and you just rate it on one to five so I always find talking about things is the first question is always, are you okay? And every single time my answer will be, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. No, exactly. It's just, it's just a block that you put up just this defense. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, it's such an easy question to sidle past because the, you know, the biggest thing we have um, with mental health is the, it's just the barrier, as you mentioned, we put up that that so many guests come on and speak to me and say, everyone always says to me, are you all right? And I say, yeah, I'm fine. And it's just the one thing that really sticks in their head because it's the one question that if someone came up to you and said, how are you coping with something going on? How are you coping with the loss of this? How are you coping with work? You might be more honest, but it's that hard, notulent question of, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, fine. Because you feel like I don't want to get into it. However, if the, the question was changed, you do find yourself thinking, you know, how are you coping with this that's going on? You do think, actually, I'm not coping that brilliantly. But because it's not an easy question to just go like, yeah, fine, because they've used the word coping as opposed to like, all right, are you all right? Yeah. Um, and it's hard because... I think the the changing of opinions is is going that way because 
where we would say, are you all right? We used to assume it as to physically, you know, are you all right? Yeah, a bit tired or yeah, I'm a bit this. No one ever used to think of it, are you all right? As in, are you feeling okay? Is your head okay? Like, you know, how are your emotions? Because it's easily, yeah, I'm all right, but you know how it is. And that to me used to be a, when people say that, that means I'm okay physically, but mentally I'm a bit off, which is, it is so strange that you, you know, encounter that. Um, you know, it's it's just not, yeah, not how things are nowadays, which is good, but yeah, it just shows you how far we're coming with mental health, um, and I think, yeah, like, the way that it is, and certainly in your experience, and mine, you know, we're both from construction, it's so easy to turn up in the morning and just dismiss it because you're not, you're not ready to go into it, you're not ready to, to talk about that, um, and, you know, leading on to that, both being in construction, when you've had particular down periods like myself, I'm sure, you know, it's affected your learning, you're an apprentice, you're still within college and academic work. How do you feel that you've felt the actual effects where you know you're going through a particular bad period, you know, with your actual work output? How how would you notice the signs? I mean, for me, work-wise like actually going into work I actually find working helps a lot because you you're constantly moving you're constantly using your mind you've got to do calculations you've got to think whether it's a good idea to do something because is the rain going to come for me especially working outside and you've got to do all these things and it just keeps your mind occupied whereas when I go to college it's a completely different story um so I do college one week every five. So like the last time I was in college, um, it was hard for me because I'd, I'd been through that breakup and I was starting to cope. But the week I was in college, we were supposed to be on holiday in Italy. Um, and for me, kind of everything came back. Um, and the first day uh, on the Monday, um i woke up at 10 o'clock and i got up and i just cried like for me i i normally get up at seven o'clock um takes me about an hour and a half to get to college and i woke up at 10 which is not like me at all i was in floods of tears i found my college tutor um and explained the situation and and i basically said i'm really sorry but i don't think i'm going to come in today i've i've had it and I never like using that phrase of I need a mental health day because it's it's weird in the construction industry. You say, oh, I need a mental health day. Everyone's like, fuck off, get on with it. You're fine. Exactly. You, you, you're not like, and my college tutor is amazing. He was like, mate, take as long as you need. Don't worry about it. Get your head sorted. Um, so I took the, that first day off and then uh, I went in on the Tuesday uh, and I'd woke up late again and I just find when when I go to college, if I'm in college and I'm having a bad bad week or a bad day or whatever, I always find I wake up late the day before I get so exhausted mentally because I, I'm a massive overthinker. I overthink every single thing. So my mind is constantly working overtime thinking what's this it's what what's this and I feel like because of that I end up being absolutely knackered and luckily for me the 
my tutor at college understands that a mental health day, yeah, like we're all human at the end of the day. And when you're going through such a bad time, then sometimes you do need a break. I'm not phoning up because I can't be asked going in college. I, I love my job and I love going in college. It's the lads that I'm with at college. We have such a laugh and it's meant, but sometimes like I, you just need a break where you can just sit down and just go for a walk or go for a drive and just clear my head and it's great. But like I was saying on the Tuesday, I went in, I went in and um, I was I was feeling all right and my college tutor turned around to me and went, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, fine. He went, no, you're not. What happened yesterday? Oh, no, it's, it's fine. I'm all right now. He was like, listen, don't bullshit me. Um, I was like, no, no, honestly, honestly, I just had a bit of a bad day and stuff. He went, come sit in my office. So we went in the office and we had a chat. And he went, look, mate, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, you've gone through a bad time. We've all gone through a bad time. And I've been through, he was saying that he's been through what I'm going through. And he understood. And it was strange because I think that was the first time in the construction industry that I kind of thought, hang on a minute. I can actually talk to someone here. Like, everyone seems... Like, like everyone puts on this front that oh yeah we're big tough guys that we're always fine and stuff like that but that moment where I was stood in his office and he'd said what's wrong and I just I was just I felt a weight had just come off my chest I was like this is what's happened and just told him everything and it was strange because Every time I'd had a rough day in college, I felt like a, a lot of pressure built up on my chest. But ever since that day where I was able to just speak, like it was like a huge weight had been taken off my chest and my shoulder. If I needed the help, I've got the help. It, it was just really nice that to think that I feel the industry is starting to change. In regards to the, the changing industry, you know, you it can often it can often feel like that it's hard because where we are both from construction we can see the differences that need to happen and you know i've felt certainly times where where you mentioned there about taking a mental health day i i really really relate to that because even myself you know running my own company if i turned around and said to a customer or uh, a contractor i need to take a mental health day i would be 95% sure well in my head I'm thinking 100% sure I could be wrong but a lot of them would almost have the attitude of well if you don't want the job you don't have to have it it's not that I I genuinely am struggling and I need the day whereas a lot of them would just see red straight away you're trying to you know get on the bandwagon as they would call it and and try and um, pull a sick day you know and with yourself you know being you know an apprentice you you, you're reasonably new to construction in regards to you know the amount of years so 
you must feel as you've branched on there that the stigma around mental health is changing and and there you've already clarified really that from the experience of your tutor that they've had that open honest discussion with you and to me that does just show the the differences that are coming strides ahead but you know it's difficult because working in a practical environment can often be different to an academic environment and you you briefly mentioned it earlier but you know you mentioned about how being hands-on often sort of helps you you know what what do you feel that really changes your thought processes when you're um you know hands-on and working what does that do for your mental health I mean like when I was younger like I'd I'd look at like the NHS website on mental health and it was always like oh go for a run or do something active and I used to think it's a lot of shit. Like you just like you go for a run and all you're doing is thinking, and then if you're thinking, you just make things worse. But now, like the fact that I've actually got a, a physical job where I'm constantly moving and constantly thinking, like it's that breath of fresh air. You because you're constantly moving, because you're constantly thinking. You're not focusing on that on that issue at hand. Like for me. If I have an issue, I will talk about it until I feel better. But sometimes it can be like when I've had counselling, like I'd have counselling on the Saturday and then something would happen on the Sunday. And I'm like, th- that time between the Sunday and the, sa- the next Saturday is quite a long time to be thinking about this one thing. So I think having work where I'm constantly not thinking about it it's putting it off until I've got the right time to get things off my chest I'm constantly just staying active helps so much like when before I started this job I was a big guy so I wasn't active at all and I was working delivering pizzas so I was up late at night and then I'd get up late in the afternoon so I was never really active but I feel like ever since I've started this job it's helped me more because one I've got a routine and two because I'm not just sat there on my phone doing nothing and constantly moving it takes your mind off it for that eight hours and that eight hours is a long time um and a lot of the time, eight hours goes quick. And that's eight hours that you can almost distract yourself from the situation. Um, and until you get that time to be able to go and sit down, talk to someone and just get all this all this uh, feeling off your chest. It's great. Yeah. And like you say, in regards to the practicality and working with your hands and being distracted, you know, often you can find... Um, you know the the boost of brain activity and you can see yourself um obviously as you've mentioned you're calculating you're doing measurements and things like that it's being practical and obviously you're working and you're distracting that side of your your brain and your thought process to um ignore the the white noise that is the you know intrusive thoughts and we often do see the uh the link for physical health and mental health you know I've had a previous guest where we've we've spoke on the topic of being within the sports industry and 
how that you know the endorphins certainly with you know moving your muscles and being active can have a positive impact and I'd certainly say that is true with construction you can certainly make yourself um, active and and feel like you've had a good day because you've been very you know out and about and yeah you've been everywhere but certainly obviously when you're having a bad mental health day it can it can tip the balance it can often feel overtired and you know you can get a lot of mental fatigue and physical fatigue because you can feel on the times where I've had you know certain low periods you just find yourself you know your body's stiff you feel very unmovable but it's nothing that you've done different the day before but you just feel like because maybe you're you're tired your your brain hasn't had that time to sort of digest what's been going on because you've been focused on your negative thoughts and it hasn't actually recharged your body you know and I'm sure you agree in in that aspect yeah definitely like if if I had a desk job I feel that a lot of the time I just if I was sat there just on a desk typing away sending emails uh, doing whatever I'd be constant even though I'm working I'd be constantly thinking about what's going on in the what's going on in my head and Whereas when I'm at work and I'm constantly moving, like you, you're constantly thinking. You don't realise, but you're constantly calculating and you're constantly thinking. And the the banter on site, that you just have a laugh. Like you can just, it's almost to a point where you're, you're abusing the other person, but they're abusing you and you just have enough laugh about it you got the radio on and especially at the minute like for me um up in manchester the weather's just unreal like it's been sunny um it's been great like i'm starting to get my own little tan if you can call it that um <laughs> i come from a line of gingers so my tan is red <laughs> not orange unfortunately um yeah so that's the only issue for me is working outside in the winter I get cold and wet and working outside in the summer I burn to a crisp you never you never have time to put on sun some cream <laughs> and when you do everything just sticks to you but like the being outside my job is 100% all the all the time outside um apart from going on courses and um going in college I'm never inside so mm. especially this time of year being outside just getting that vitamin D, like the, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like it just the sun just gives you this energy, and you just want to keep going. Like today, I've fin um, the past few days I've been finishing at like five six o'clock, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, I could carry on here for a good couple of hours. Yeah. Whereas in winter. In winter, it's a bit different. Um, it gets to four o'clock and it's pitch black. But like that fact of being outside, having a laugh, radio on, sun's beating down on your neck. It's just, it's just something else. Like this, this, it's hard to describe. Um, apart from it, just makes you feel so much better. That's right, you know, and being out in the open doors and and having an outdoor sort of uh, work can can make you feel like that, and and definitely it's it's proven, you know, to be out in the sun and to be um, out in the fresh air, the the benefits of it are you know so vast, and this is why I think construction often 
gets a bad name for itself because you know there are so many positives to it and when when you feel positive in it it's it's a great industry and you know you, you see yourself you know you've got the you were finalist for the Screwfix Trade Apprentice um, this year. Obviously, a big event for yourself, and I'm sure you're immensely proud to be a part of that. Um, and that's where we we met, you know, naturally. So, you know, your views on apprenticeships at the moment, because you know, at the moment there's there's quite a big skills gap, and there's obviously some challenges going through. And it's interesting because, like I said, when I I did my apprenticeship you know started 10 years ago 2013 that's when I got mine um it's almost interesting just to see how things are changing and, and what's it been like in your opinion now I, I predominantly struggled in mine because of um the way I was treated and sort of verbal bullying and things like that and I'd like to think that that sort of thing I'm sure it happens because it happens everywhere but it's just within construction it's not really as present as is anymore and what would your thoughts be on construction and the industry that you now work in like what what are your thoughts on it you know do you love it or do you think that it comes with its its bad times it's one of those any job has its ups and downs like no one can there's no one on this planet that can turn around and say i love my job 100% of the time but i can say i love my job 99.9% of the time <laughs> yeah. like Honestly, the the problem is I'm outside all the time and everyone thinks, oh, why would you want to be outside when it's minus two and it's snowing? I'm known as the guy who's always wearing a cap and who always in shorts. And I'm outside on a roof kneeling in snow in shorts and everyone thinks I'm insane but it's just it helped it's been such an amazing job it's been such an amazing it's been an amazing opportunity I never ever in a million years thought I'd be in construction I always thought I'd never be good enough um I'd never be able to figure things out I'm not strong enough but like I said I used to be very unhealthy and very big and in the two years that I've been an apprentice now um I've I've probably lost about 30 kilos I've gone from a size 38 waist I'm now about 32 like it's a massive massive thing and I have ups and downs like winter I put on a load of weight summer i'll just drop everything and it's just great like that that feeling of you're always happy within my i'm always happy within myself yeah and i love the fact of the the fact i'm going out there and i'm changing something and i could be a part of history like the the satisfaction of once you've finished that job and you step back and you look at that and think wow i've done that that is amazing and um in the past i've had my girlfriend turn around to me and she's like i'd be like oh oh one minute you see that house on the right (laughs) i'm just like that (laughs) it's the most everyone says it because her dad's a builder and she was like you turn around like my dad and i was like yeah no but like i'm so proud of like i've 
I worked on a church just around the corner from my house. And every single time I drove past, I tell every single person. And it's like, it's got to the point where um, my girlfriend at the time was like, would would get around this corner and she'd be like, oh, stop, stop. I'm like, what, what, what? She's like, around the corner. You did that, Ruth. I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, like, the satisfaction of thinking, wow, I've done that. Yeah. I've, it it's just makes me feel so proud. And, like, getting to the final of the Screwfix Trade Apprentice, like, just, I met some unbelievable people. And hats off to Katie for winning it, like, unbelievable person she's so nice and after we finished everyone was like how do you feel and i'm like yeah i'm fine i'm not gonna lie it was gutting to not win but it's one of those if someone said there's a chance uh, you get to the final and you don't win it and anyway and anyone that gets asked are you all right yeah i'm fine of course you're lying because You've almost won a tremendous amount. Um, but, like, the people I've met, like, speaking to you and, and coming on this podcast, like, started exploring the sides of um, social media, which I never never thought I'd do. And it's like I've took so much away from that event. Like, yeah, the, 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 the prize would have been amazing, but... The, the time that I spent down there, the the experiences that I got and the, the people that I mean met as well, it's just unreal. Like it was such an honor to be able to go down there and compete in that. I remember when I first applied, I was sat in the van uh, with a lad and I, I said to the guy sat next to me, I said, Oh, should enter this, how funny would it be if I win? And then I got a phone call, you made the semi-finals. I'm like, what is going on here? And I remember someone turned around to me and was like, oh, yeah, ignore that. They, all they do is they, they do it to gain all your information just so they know what tools for you to buy and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, all oh, right, cheers, nice one. Real way to yeah. boost, my, uh, boost my confidence. Yeah. And then I did, I did the semi-final. And I just remember I was sat there afterwards and I thought, I fucked that up. And then about a week later, I get a phone call. It's like, hi, it's Screwfix. I'm like, hey, you're all right. She's like, um, I'm just phoning you back after your, uh, after the interview we had. Uh, like, yeah, okay. I was driving a van on the motorway and I remember it distinctly. Following up about the uh, chat we had the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you've made the final. I was like, fuck, I almost crashed the van. I was like, <laughs> I just remember, I, I don't know what happened, but I, I just was like, what, what? And the first thing I wanted to do was check what was going on. So I, I think instinctively, I just pulled over to go into the hard shoulder and then realised what I was doing. And I almost crashed the van. And and then, yeah, we went to the final and, oh, my God, it was amazing. Like, just going down to London, meeting all, all the other finalists, meeting you, like there's so much out there that I, I didn't even realise. Like there's so many more opportunities, uh, and it's really broadened my horizon a lot. And I'm I'm just grateful to be able to have gotten that far. 
and would recommend anyone um, to do it because it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, and you know your your opinions there and your your thoughts on it just shows why you got to that stage. In my opinion, you know, being very humble and very open and very honest and you know you're obviously a true advocate for the construction industry there and obviously as an apprentice you enjoy it and enjoy your life within construction for for what you do and that you know you've got to be proud of what you do and and it's reassuring from someone like myself I'm not a um, old timer in the industry or anything like that but I'm just keen for change and keen for new practices to come through and you know it's certainly reassuring for me to to hear from someone like yourself that times are changing you know this is an industry where you can learn some great life skills and it's just showing me that education is getting better and people like yourself have such fresh ideas and fresh opinions and much like you've mentioned the prize and and things like that yes it's fantastic but it's the exposure and the 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 circle of um having this you know uh title you know yourself being a finalist you always have that no matter when you're 60 and laughing about this one day you were were a finalist and that's what you can say and it's absolutely fantastic and no one can take that away from you and that's the, the you know the be all and end all and that's what i think is such a great thing and you know i'm i'm so glad with what you're doing in regards to your apprenticeship and it just shows um you know the the keen work that you do and yeah the um enjoyment that you get out from it so you know that's that's credit to you and i think that's what the the takeaway from this is that you know apprenticeships are changing and the attitudes for them are changing and this is what is fantastic and it's what i've longed to to see ever since i you know talked about this topic and certainly around mental health and the stigma that things like bullying and the old-fashioned techniques where people wouldn't show you because they can't be asked to show you that it's all changing and people want to bring that new breed of uh, learner through the ranks and I think that's what is fantastic. Um, So finalising on that really, I'd just like to thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast today and talking about these topics that, you know, I hold very important to me being in construction and and yeah it's your livelihood so I, I really want to thank you for being so honest and open and yeah just sharing your your own experiences yeah no i just want to say thank you very much for the opportunity to come on um like i i massively want to i want to change the industry as best as i can because i know that things have been different for other people but i want people to understand that the job's great yeah, it may be hard at first. You're an apprentice, you get given the shit jobs, but put your head down. It's only a couple of years. And then that's when you can take away all those times that you've thought were shit. You can get your own apprentice, treat them differently. And that's what yeah. I want to do. Exactly that and change the, the way that it is and reiterate that good learning and, you know, the the impact in the breaking the wheel as I suppose some would say so yeah I totally agree there Oliver it's it's been a pleasure mate so thank you again thank you very much so on reflection you know it's it's really good to see there someone doing so well in construction you know from my point of view certainly someone new in the industry and it's it's an industry that where you really can make such a great name for yourself and you really can be your own boss and enjoy your work you know and have so much passion for what you do 
Um, we talked of many subjects there and there was so much raw emotion that you could hear naturally of the many challenges that Oliver went through and you know it really was great to speak to a fellow person really and as I said in the podcast he really did remind me of my younger self so it was so interesting to see perhaps how his path will differ from how mine did so that was really really good to to see Um, As always, the episode description will contain some links that will be handy to use and hopefully useful to you listeners. Thanks again for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it, as always. Um, Get in touch with our socials and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.